0: Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make His face to shine shine upon us, that Your way may be known on earth, Your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise You, O God. Let all the peoples praise You. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for You judge the peoples with equity, and guide the nations of the earth. Let the peoples praise You, O God. Let all the peoples praise You. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Proverbs chapter 2 verses 1 through 5. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and want and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. Acts chapter 15, verses 36-41 And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord, and see how they are. Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John, called Mark. But Paul thought best not to take them with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphyla, and had not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement, so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commanded by the the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Good morning and welcome to the fifth Thursday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 67, Proverbs 2 and Acts 15. And they're, uh, thankfully, very short readings. We've been having some long ones for some time. Um, but the Acts reading is interesting um, because it connects to a an earlier story of... Um, Sergius Paulus, who was the proconsul or governor of Cyprus, and Cyprus is mentioned, and in Acts 13, uh, two chapters before the passage that we read this morning, um, we find that um, Saul and Barnabas are uh, are in Cyprus, where a certain magician, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus, was with the proconsul. Um, who was an intelligent man, and who called for Saul and Barnabas to kind of talk with, to hear their version of the, you know, the Jewish religion, and Saul kind of has some harsh words for um, Bar Jesus and Elimas, another magician, and in verse twelve of Acts thirteen, uh, it. Uh, Luke, the author, points out that the proconsul believed, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Um, And so he wasn't baptized, but he does believe in the Lord. And that is important because Sergius Paulus um, is the highest-ranking convert in the New Testament. He's a proconsul. So the equivalent... Actually, let me think. He's like Pilate for Cyprus rather than Judea. But I think he's higher than Pilate because Cyprus was its own province, I believe. And Judea at the time was a sub-province of Syria. And Pilate answered to, I don't know, whoever the Syrian governor was, I can't remember. Um, And so it's just kind of, it's an interesting tidbit. Saul and Barnabas at Acts 13 are working together. Uh, they convert the highest ranking Roman official that the New Testament records, um, and he. Uh, but by two chapters later, they have this big blowout, and Barnabas takes Mark, returns to Cy- Cyprus, but Paul and Silas go off to Syria and Cilicia. They literally go different in different directions, so they're on um, Asia Minor, and and um, Barnabas and Mark go to the island province of Cyprus in the Mediterranean and Paul and Silas go east to Syria and Cilicia. Uh, so something happens. They clearly get into some big argument as the text text clearly shows. Um, but they have a history, clearly. Uh, they were already in Cyprus and they had converted the governor there or at least made him believe. I mean, these are terms we throw around. Uh, if he believed, like I have a pretty permissive... I don't, understanding of the qualifications for being a Christian. Um, and part of that is because I called myself a Christian for a long time before being baptized and now kind of feel like maybe I wasn't taking it as seriously as I should. And um, But I'm not about to say that someone else, like Sergius, um, or uh, the Centurion of Great Faith, Captain Marvel, um, who also is said by Jesus to have faith, um, I'm not going to poo-poo their conversion experience just because I have, you know, this high church mentality or something. Um, so I take it on, on on its face that if they say they believed, they believed, and, you know, if they fall out of the faith, that, that happens. But at least according to um, Acts 13, um, a proconsul has been converted. Um, and a little history on Sergius Paulus, who I think you can find more about on my substack, pewpew.substack.com. It might be behind a paywall, but I did I covered Sergius Paulus um, in my 12 Saints 12 Days, and he's also going to feature in my next book, uh, What About Us? The Earliest Christian Attitudes to Military Service. And Cyprus is, is interesting as a Roman province because it was really peaceful. And if you were assigned the governorship there, um, it actually suggested you weren't well liked by the other, you know, upper class douchebags. And that's because nothing would happen. Like it's it's a pretty secure province. If you needed or deserved or were just given the, you know, the the prestige of being a governor, um, but you were assigned to Syria, it meant that you were powerful. But you weren't popular. Um, and so Sergius Paulus is one of these people who is assigned to Cyprus um, in this quiet backwoods, you know, island province, um, you know, kind of out of sight of the Roman elite in on the peninsula, um, but not really having the same, you know, it's not like Pilate or the governor of Syria who are constantly dealing with Jewish uprisings. Um, You know, Cyprus is this peaceful little town, or, you know, island, um, but—and so Sergius, we know a little bit about how people thought of him because of the kind of assignments that went out to the upper classes. If you were sent to Cyprus, it meant that nobody really liked you, but you were owed, you know, a cushy assignment, um, but it it didn't have really—it had the facade of prestige— Without the the substance of it, I guess. So you come back and you're, you're like, I was the governor of Cyprus. And I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. Um, and so that is Cyprus and Sergius. I, nobody knows what happened between um, Paul and Barnabas, um, but it's one of those things I noticed because you can have big blowups with friends. And if you never talk to one another again, you kind of weren't friends. Like... If if you if friendship to you is really about friendliness and not friendship, uh, then like yeah, you'll choose to avoid the people who make you uncomfortable. But if you're a friend, you understand that that friends are there for the whole gamut of an emotional experience, Um, and so. Saul is not the easiest person to get along with, um, but that doesn't mean that he's a bad person. That doesn't mean that he's, you know, being, you know, that, do- that doesn't diminish his character. It's something to take you know into consideration if you want to be Saul's friend. Like, you got to understand he's a bit of a curmudgeon and kind of self-aggrandizing a little bit. Um, but that doesn't mean that, he doesn't deserve friendship and that doesn't mean um that the that Saul and uh Barnabas are never gonna talk again. And that the Luke records this like it's it's not something to be ashamed of. People have arguments. People, you know, don't get along and then, you know, realize hopefully that they were kind of being douchebags. I don't know what the story is with Saul and Barnabas after thirteen or I'm sorry, Acts fifteen. Um, but I appreciate the fact that the New Testament authors don't shy away from the real humanness of what it means to walk in the way of Jesus. It doesn't mean puppies and sunshine every day. Um, it may not mean crucifixion or martyrdom, but it you know it's not the toxic positive Christianity that can be really popular but really shallow. A prayer for the Church from the Book of Common Prayer. Gracious Father, we pray for your Holy Catholic Church. Fill it with all truth, in all truth, with all peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where it is in error, direct it. Where it is in anything amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen it. Where it is in want, provide for it where it is divided, reunite it. For the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com pupuhq You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode,